Welcome back, everybody, to Trad Men. Uh, great episode, fun episode lined up for us uh, today. We have got uh, Trevor Alcorn from Trident Team Brewing on with us, and um, he is going to share what in my what is, in my opinion, one of the funnest apostolates. I think uh, the funnest ways to participate in the new evangelization that I have seen yet. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, to talking with him. And before we get started, we are going to switch up our prayer a little bit um, because we're going to be talking about home brewing and we're going to be talking about beer. We thought it would, might be kind of nice. Uh, and those of you who are going to be watching us, feel free to, to pour a, a pint of your favorite craft brew and, uh, and, and join us. And we would do the traditional Catholic beer blessing. If you don't know that there was a traditional Catholic beer blessing, there is one, and we're going to include a link to it uh, in the description. Um, it is in both English and Latin, but we're going to go ahead and do the English version because it's a, it's, it's a new prayer we've not done before so that you guys can all follow along with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. The Lord be with you. And with, with thy spirit. Through spirit. Let us pray. Bless, O Lord, this creature, beer, who thou hast deigned to produce from the fat of grain, that it may be a salutary remedy to the human race and grant through the invocation of thy holy name that whosoever shall drink it may gain health in body and peace in soul through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. St. Arnold, patron Amen. of brewers, pray for pray us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, pray and the Son, us. and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Trevor, I have so many questions. I have so <laughs> many questions. How did you, so how'd this get started? Take us through the beginning of, of Trident Team Brewing how did the Holy Ghost plant this idea in your brain and what was sort of the impetus for getting this going? Yeah, Mark, ha happy to take you from the, uh, the very beginning, uh, even before the whole idea of Tridentine and the name really took root. So I'll, I'll go way back almost a hundred years to the time where my great, great grandmother actually uh, started brewing beer during prohibition. Wow. So she would brew beer in her, uh, in her bathtub in, in Chicago. And, uh, not, not that I would probably drink that beer. I don't know how <laughs> sanitary it was, but, uh, I guess you got to do what you got to do, uh, when, when it's illegal like that. Uh, so she was probably the first one in, in the family. I mean, modern times that I can, uh, that, that we know of that brewed beer, and uh, it was a bit of a, a hiatus between her and my my grandfather. So my grandfather picked brewing back up in the uh, 1980s. My maternal grandfather, and he actually taught my father uh, how to brew. His his son-in-law, and they both brewed together in, in the 80s and 90s. And then uh, when my grandfather passed away in the late 90s. Uh, there was a, a gap of about 14 years where, where we didn't brew. Uh, and I wasn't, I was too young. I, I wasn't really involved in, in the brewing, but when my parents moved houses, we ended up finding, or I ended up finding all of the old brewing equipment that, that my father had. So I asked my dad, uh, Jeff Alcorn, who's our brewmaster. I said, Hey, would, would you mind showing me how to brew? And so from there it was, it was pretty relaxed. Uh, hobby the first several years where we just brewed probably two three times a year for a few years and we brewed with uh, what's known as extract brewing which is a, a nice beginner method uh, to get your feet wet with so brewing. that's where it's like so already a liquid right it's like already kind of a syrup is that right okay. it, exactly yeah spot on mark yeah so it's when you get the syrup uh and it i'd almost describe it as if you went to the store and you bought like a, a cake mix i mean you you still are a baker sure. I mean, you still are baking it's just it's not uh it's not the full-blown brewing experience let's say so uh but that that's real good i'd highly recommend that to anyone who's wanting to get going with brewing to really start out with uh extract unless you're really adventurous and want to jump right into all grain uh which is what we what we decided to do next in, in the brewing journey. So uh, in, in 2018, my father was uh, getting ready to, to retire. Uh, so he wanted to expand the hobby a bit. So we got to thinking, okay, how can we take this to the next level? So speaking of all grain brewing, we decided to make that jump into all grain brewing. Uh, 
Uh, so in 2019, I took a, an unused space in my basement. So I have an old Victorian house and we have a, a cistern in the basement, uh, which wasn't holding water anymore. I don't know last time it was used as a cistern, but it was my project for 2019. Blew it out, totally remodeled it, wired it, bought all the new equipment, had it ready to go. But we still had had one other you know piece of business that we wanted to take care of, which was okay. I mean, what is this? What is this operation going to be called? Because up to that point, we had named our beers, but we had never really decided. Well, what do we want to name this? thing that we have. <laughs> so uh, we went through several iterations uh, with different names, some some more secular than, than religious, but uh, I decided, or we had several different um, Catholic, specifically Catholic uh, names in mind. And uh, I, I put forward uh, Tridentine Brewing because uh, the family has a great devotion to the um, traditional Latin mass. And so we we went ahead went went with that name and uh, really hit the ground running from there. So, with the name though, maybe I should step back a second and I can speak please, more please. to the name and and how we really um, why why we decided to even go with a Catholic theme. And and I, I should say as well, it's not like we just brew. Uh, Catholic themed beers. We have some American patriotic beers. We brew some beers, uh, you know, in honor of like different family members and whatnot. But in regards to the uh, the, the Catholic name and and whatnot, I well, the family definitely saw it as a really good opportunity, as you pointed out, Mark, to really uh, evangelize. And I don't. I don't want to make it seem like okay, this is uh, on on par with let's just say the uh, you know the Jesuits that went to Japan or <laughs> came to North America and risked their lives on that type of evangelization, but more more planting the seed uh, maybe in in people's mind about oh what you know different aspects of the Catholic faith you know what is uh, you know our, our Lady of Mount Carmel or you know, who is St. Bridget or Fulton Sheen, you know, so these are some of the names of the beers that we, we eventually made. Uh, that, that was the idea behind it is, you know, how can we spread our faith that way? And it's more of a, a subtle way. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, procl- you know, proclaiming the gospel, you know, street corner with a loudspeaker or something. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's definitely a different form of evangelization, I would say. So, yeah, that was really the the main idea behind it, and uh, certainly I think it it's been well received when we've brewed beers for for family and friends. Um, so I, I should say as well, we're not a commercial brewery, so <laughs> I should clear that up right right up front. So we're we're a home brewery. Um, so the the scope is maybe not uh, not huge in that we're like selling at stores and, and whatnot uh, because we can't sell. But from, you know, the beers that we have brewed and, you know, given out to individuals at work and, and acquaintances and whatnot, it's definitely well received. Even people that I would definitely not describe as religious, uh, I would say very um, nominally Protestant or maybe don't have any faith. And yeah, you'd be amazed at the uh, the interest people have when you hand them a beer that they get for free and then then you're able to tell the story behind it. I mean, it. so you, let's say you, you know, I've never run it anyone that's hand somebody the beer, yeah, the, 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 the blessed Carl of Austria uh, beer and they get that. I mean, is, is the initial reaction? Okay. Who is this? I mean, is that, is that where they, <laughs> where it sort of starts and then you talk about Carl of Austria or, I mean, is that typically the reaction that you get? Yeah, it, it, it typically is. Uh, so certainly if, so for example, with work colleagues, that's definitely the reaction I get. Uh, if it's more of a, let's just say a traditionalist Catholic circle, then they most people know who know Blessed Carl of Austria is, right? Uh, or many people do, but I mean, still even there, that's a good opportunity because many people don't know who he is, even uh, even traditional Catholics. So, but you're, you're right. Whenever I have the opportunity, let's just say to handed to a neighbor or to a work colleague or even a family member, then yeah, uh, get that look like, you know, who, who is this? 
Uh, and so they want to know the story. And so I, I have at least my elevator pitch, let's just say yeah. for, you know, who blessed Carl is. And I'm able to, to, to tell them a little bit about him. And typically what I'll do in addition to the beer is uh, we, we have our, our nice labels that my brother Cameron makes. And so he's our graphic design, in-house graphic designer. Uh, so he helps us with the brewery. And I try to do things like make la uh, label magnets, for example, that I can give out to people. Because, yeah, the you, you have the beer, that's gone. But typically people will put the magnets on their fridge. So that's my, uh, you know, quote, unquote, insidious way to uh, get yeah. <laughs> a little imagery into That's people's right. house. Yeah, I just, you know, I, <laughs> I, wanted to, That's right. I wanted to go back to what you said earlier, Trevor, about, you know, you're, you're brewing apostolate here isn't necessarily standing on a street corner, you know, proclaiming the gospel, but you're planting that seed. And I don't want to down, you know, downplay that idea in people's mind of planting a seed, because, you know, when you talk about planting a seed, it always reminds me of, you know, where St. Paul writes, you know, I, I planted Apollos watered, but God brought forth the increase, you know, meaning that, that the, these beers that you brew and, and give to people, you know, it, it plants that seed for the, like you said, for them to ask those questions. And, you know, I'm looking at these magnets and I, you know, of your, of your, uh, designs here and i think they're incredibly um original and and uh really send the, send the message yeah and, and they're beautiful and you know i really do enjoy this one though the one with the <laughs> president Trump. <laughs> yeah. but, but but my question to you is you know because we grow uh the united states overall is a very protestant country and you know a lot it seems in my experience at least here in the south you run into a lot of um you know religious people with this puritan mindset of you can't you can't drink alcohol and quote unquote be a christian or or whatnot do you run into that issue at all and 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 how do you how do you approach it what's your response to people that say you're it seems you're in contradiction you're 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 pushing alcohol but you claim to be a catholic or you claim to be a christian or whatever phrase they use how do you how do you counter that argument? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. So I, I would say typically, at least at least in in the north. So I'm in, in northern Illinois. I am about sixty miles south of Chicago, uh, for some reference. So I know typically in the American South, I mean that let's just say the uh, the vestiges of prohibition have, have hung on, and I know that there's oh, yeah. even quite a few dry counties and whatnot, and quite a few more restrictions than in the north. So typically, that's not something I would run into normally uh, up here. But I will say I will get feedback like that sometimes online, even so through social media that, uh, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing using this imagery and, uh, you know, <laughs> the Catholic saints on beers, you know, that, that's, that's blasphemous or, you know, what, why can you say you're Catholic and you have uh, a brewery? So I would say this, and maybe this is this is certainly more compelling for for Catholics that say this than and Protestants. But uh, from a Catholic perspective, certainly the Catholic Church has a very long and uh, storied history with uh, alcohol. So specifically um, the monasteries. So in in the monks, going back really to the first millennia, uh, we had there's records as far back as the eighth century of monasteries making alcohol. So both wine and uh, beer that they made uh, and still to this day, of course, uh, there's quite a, not as many as there were, let's just say prior to the French revolution. Uh, there was somewhere approaching 1500 different monasteries that actually had breweries in them in Europe at one time. And that number was, down to maybe 30 after the French Revolution and uh, the Napoleonic era. So that gives you some idea of how, how bad that was. Uh, but really, the Catholic Church has has that long history with with alcohol. And I, I will say biblic, biblically as well. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear, and I don't have all the, the passages uh, right in front of me or memorized, but I mean, even in you see something about you know christ's first miracle obviously it wasn't focused just on the 
uh, on the wine aspect, um, of course, but the fact that that was his first public miracle having to do with, right. with wine, I'm sure that uh, our Lord wouldn't <laughs> do something that was, you know, uh, creating alcohol that was intrinsically evil for, for people to consume or, you know, something to that effect. So yeah, that that's typically what I'll, I'll, you know, the conversation I'll have with, with people, um, may not convince everyone online and social media, but uh, I, I think it's pretty clear uh, the church fathers as well. Um, you know, St. John yeah, Chrysostom, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about it quite a bit as well uh, about the, the valid use of, of alcohol. And that can even, even be a good thing. Obviously the, the excessive use of alcohol and drunkenness is of course, uh, you know, mortally sure. sinful, right. but uh, you know, just the, temperate use of of alcohol is perfectly well, fine any, and can be well anything thing. in excess is can be mortally sinful right you know g- given the circumstances yeah. but you know you, you talk about the story and at the wedding of cana i've i've always found it interesting even in my protestant background you know this idea that you know when when jesus turned the wine into or the water into wine that it was grape juice or non-alcoholic wine and i always kind of said well then half the story doesn't make sense you know, why, why would they praise <laughs> Jesus for saving the good wine for last, you know? But anyway, I, Here's something I, I interesting I found out, uh, pretty, see, I've, I've done some home brewing, but it's all been extract amateur hour type brewing stuff. But, um, I, I was talking to somebody about this and what I understood is the, when we look at the past, like, like, and we look at the ancients and we project our modern world onto the ancients, like for example, uh, you can drink water out of the tap nowadays, it may not taste great, but it's yeah. more or less potable. That is a relatively new experience in human history. For most of the people yes. in the ancient world, you did not drink water because all kinds of gross things lived and grew <laughs> in that water. And it was safer to drink wine and beer because the alcohol, I mean, they didn't, I don't think that they knew why it was safer to drink wine and beer because they didn't have the modern science to tell them that. But, um, yeah, the, from what I understand, Welch's grape juice wasn't even something that was possible until Louis Pasteur discovered why it was. Because if you stomp on a grape, there's yeast cells on the skin and that grape will start to ferment right then and there. So, you know, making grape juice was a, is a relatively new thing that I just don't think that the ancients had any access to at all. I mean, it, that's my understanding of that. Um and by the way, you did say you're in Northern Illinois, right? Yes. Loyola Rambler right here, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I lived in Chicago <laughs> for four years. Uh, yeah. So I, and then law school at the university of Iowa. So I've, I've, I spent my time in the Midwest and I've, I, I loved it. And it was, it's a, it's a great place to live. Oh yeah. I, yeah, de- definitely enjoy it. And actually my, uh, yeah, my brother lives, he's lived up in the city for, for a few years now. So he enjoys it as well. So let me ask you a question about how this pertains to the spiritual life. I mean, for example, I, you, you mentioned that you have a devotion to the traditional Latin mass. It has that been something that you've all, that comes from childhood or is that a relatively new thing that you, that you've come to sort of maybe in adolescence or adulthood or. Yeah. Um, so for me, I've been going to uh, the traditional Latin Mass uh, since I was, I think, five or six okay. years old. So that's uh, gotcha. so quite quite a while. So I'm 31 right now. So you know, 20 25 years plus uh, going to the uh, TLM all all over uh, from diocesan, yeah, diocesan indult at the beginning uh, to the uh currently i i personally go to the fssp and fssp parish near me uh my parents go to the institute christ the king for a time uh i went to saint john Cantus in chicago so kind of all over the place uh so yeah uh actually we started going to the traditional latin mass uh in part because well I'll simplify this story. My my grandparent, my grandfather, and my grandmother, who actually taught my father how to brew, uh, they had of course went to the TLM, you know, in their younger years, in their twenties and thirties, and so they 
they were able to rediscover it at an indult mass in in the archdiocese of chicago and were able to bring my uh my father and my mother there and actually my father at the time he wasn't he wasn't even catholic he was nominally protestant uh he was actually a convert to the faith and uh, at first when my father previously was going to um you know the the new liturgy so the novus ordo he he couldn't really see what the church fathers talked about or let's just say the the reverence towards you know things like the eucharist um and so he wasn't really all that convinced of uh the catholic church actually until he went to uh the traditional latin mass and actually he went to saint john Cantus even specifically and that was really uh how he kind of turned the corner in, in his own conversion story so really since then uh, since the mid 90s our, our family's been going to the uh, latin mass do you see a connection between and and going back to this prayer that we were talking about it it says bless O lord this creature beer so we think about beer, we think of just a beverage, but it's really something that's alive. Is it, am, am I wrong about that? I mean, you're the expert. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely alive. Uh, I mean, it's fun, funny enough. Even even your bottled beer actually has has some some yeast that's still in it that that's alive. Uh, so it's definitely a, a, a live thing. And as as the beer prayer that uh, we prayed at the very beginning notes and actually a prayer that we also pray before we we start every batch of beer yeah there, there's all these uh components of the beer uh that that our lord uh gave us um so definitely being able to to take all these things from the land and all these things that uh, our lord has given us and be able to to sanctify it and use it for him uh, and actually our our own motto or phrase for the uh, the brewery is brewing beer for the greater glory of God. Yeah. So really being able to take the beer, those ingredients, be able to take something that can give God greater glory. And and I I, I would imagine there's just such a tremendous sense of participating in God's creation by 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 brewing this beer because. Like you said, it's something that's alive. These these are these are these are chemical processes that are all created by our Lord, and it just so happens that that these chemical processes create a product that. I mean, we don't have examples of civilization that does not have some type of beer in its you know in 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 its culture. And what's very interesting to me is it, if you look back, particularly at the ancients the beer in ancient cultures always has religious significance. I mean, almost always the Mayans, the, 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 the pagans of both Europe and America and all over beer is not just sort of a, a social beverage to have. It has a highly religious significance. And as you mentioned and the Catholic church is no exception to that. Um, so it must be just a, a tremendously fulfilling and, uh, and deeply spiritual thing to be able to participate in that. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Uh, it is. And uh, what you mentioned about the re religious part, uh, let, me, let me start there. So you, you mentioned about going back to ancient times, all, all these different cultures, you know, beer playing some significance. Yeah, that's definitely right. In fact, uh, even, in, even in the Old Testament, um, it's believed that beer actually played a role in um, sacrifices to our Lord. So it actually even says, so there, biblical scholars think that the phrasing of it means mm -hmm. beer. Uh, so it's strong drink actually is what it says uh, in the Old Testament. I, I forgot what, what book it is, if it's numbers, but basically uh, there, there were offerings in, in the temple to God with beer. <laughs> it's a, uh, because that's the best translation that comes out to strong drink and didn't really mean wine it came out to beer so you can even see going back to uh the old testament with the jews all the way through the catholic church yeah there's that that significance uh, even for the, the one true god uh, let alone all these other cultures that have uh you know some tie into to beer um but yeah ab absolutely there's there's definitely something very 
very spiritual um, and really fulfilling about being able to to take to take something really from scratch. I mean, we we start from the grains uh, with our process, uh, and so we're able to to take you know grains and hops uh, and yeast and I mean other other types of grains as well, uh, not just things like barley, but maybe oats and wheat, and really be able to you know, create something, um, of course, with, with God's help as well along the way, uh, for the process and funny, funny that you should, uh, mention Mark about, you know, the, the process, uh, of beer and how there's all these, all these different interactions and, you know, God's help along the way to, to create the, the beer actually until Louis Pasteur, it was not really known uh, the role that yeast plays in beer. Uh, so what the, uh, the monks and others actually called the, the process of yeast and it, it's one word, it's God is good. Uh, How so that's what they called the process, right. uh, that yeast plays, uh, you know, that it's providential. I mean, it still is providential, right? But that they just trusted that, you know, God is playing, you know, has his hand in this process to, you know, create the beer you know you're we're talking about the religious aspect here and i think it's really cool that you're able to participate in this rich catholic tradition you know in the in the modern day it it, it, i remember reading about a story a while back uh, maybe a year or two ago about some monks that in europe at the time i think 16th 17th century something like that they had brewed some uh, beer because they were going, wanting to go on a liquid fast during Lent, during the 40 days of Lent, right? And I can't remember uh, who they were, which group they were a part of, but they said that they brewed the beer, that it was so good and so tasty, they didn't know if this would be a good fasting beer, so they sent it to, to Rome for approval, right? And uh, I guess it had gone bad or whatever by the time it got to Rome. And the Pope was like, oh, man, this stuff is awful. Yeah, you can drink this during Lent. So they drank it with the, <laughs> so they drank it with the, with the clear conscience. But, you know, um, I just I just think it's cool that you're you're, you're you know, in, at the end of the day, you're part of that tradition, you know, of, of Trevor, brewing, of a, coming up with recipes and, and, and evangelizing. If you if you decide to send your beer to the Vatican for approval, you might want to change the name of it first. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to full disclosure. Man. I don't know. <laughs> I've I, I've been um, well. Let me put it this way: I won't I won't name names um, here, but I've been told by um, some some high level people connected to the Vatican. Well, one high level person connected to the Vatican that uh, they loved they loved what we were doing. But um, but they couldn't like let's just say follow us on social media and whatnot because of the name Trident. Right, right. <laughs> so no 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 joke oh, about that. Um, well, so you've got so yeah. you've got you've got uh, people in 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 the, at the Vatican who know what you're doing and 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 uh, well, I don't know if that they, they they probably haven't tried any of your beers. I'm imagining probably. Uh, this one particular person has, has tried the okay. beer, um, and, and liked it. So for, for what it's worth, um, but yeah, no, not that I have all these connections to the <laughs> Vatican or anything. It was just, yeah. there was this, this one, <laughs> one person, um, but, uh, yeah, they, they said that, uh, it probably would be, um, yeah, uh, a a bit of an issue if Pope Francis were to find out, which I thought was, was hilarious once I, but then he, but then he tries it and he's like, you know what? This is pretty good. I don't know. I got you. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, we'll receive traditionalist yes, 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 right now. The, the beer is just too the good. In here. <laughs> so I got a question because you guys come up with some really creative names and logos for the different beers that you, that you, that you brew. So what's the process? What's the creative process? Is it a collaborative effort or does your brother, who's the graphic artist, come up with the, the names and everything? Is it how does that work? Yeah, Mark. So it, it really is a collaborative effort. Uh, and so we, we typically come at this one of two ways. Either we have a beer in mind already that we know that, OK, we'd like to brew a, a Hefeweizen. We'd like to brew a, an Irish red ale. 
and then we find an, a name uh, and a theme for it. Or we come from it the other way where we already know, okay, we, we want to do something for for Fulton Sheen. We'd like to do something for Christ the King. Okay, now let's let's find a beard of match and, and let's make this happen. So typically, really it comes from either, you know, my father, my brother, myself, my wife. So we'll typically kind of pool ideas around. In fact, we've got like a running spreadsheet of different beer name ideas uh, that maybe eventually we'll we'll get to. Uh, But we'll then then brainstorm, okay, if once we're able to match a, a name up and a theme with a beer, then we actually get down to, okay, you know, what, what's the main image that we're going to use for the beer? What's, what's the color scheming going to look like? Uh, you know, things of that nature. So typically that process involves, a, a I call it a requirements document. So I'm, I'm in it and I'm, I'm a business analyst okay. by trade. So we write these requirements documents and whatnot. So I basically have a requirements document for our, our beer labels that I give to my, my brother, who's also a, a bit of an IT nerd besides from, uh, being into graphic design and we'll, we'll put down, here's all the requirements. And my brother Cameron, he goes back and he does, he does his magic. And I think that very, very few times do we ever go back and ask for revisions. So typically what you see is like almost the first time, every time he comes out with, with something great for us. Um, so that's typically how we, we end up doing it. Um, another thing I will say about the labels is we, my brother Cameron doesn't, does not or has not yet at least done the main image on the, on the label so that's another part of the process is we typically will source the the main image uh, so for example we've worked with a few different uh, artists so uh, portraits of saints which has a huge online shop of different uh, drawings of of different saints so tracy tracy christensen uh, is the artist for that so our saint bridget of, of Ireland, our Lake of Beer stout, as well as our Lady Mount Carmel beer. So that's that's her image uh, that she's allowed us to use. And then for our Christ the King beer that we have, or Christ the King Kolsch, we have uh, an image that we were able to use from uh, Barry Tooth Catholic, who also has a, a nice extensive amount of artwork. Uh, so yeah, so that's been great as well, just being able to reach out and work with with different artists besides for my brother, uh, who helps with with that whole creative process and being able to to put together the uh, whole labeling and branding behind uh, each and every beer that we're able to bring out. Well, let me. I, I saw the quarter. I'll, I'll bring up one thing and then I'm going to hand it off to Jason. But I, the quartermaster Jerry uh, logo actually has the USS Cromwell on it, and I never thought I would see the name Cromwell on a Tridentine <laughs> brewing. Uh, from an from an Irish Catholic guy, I saw that. And I went, oh wow, that's that's bold. Okay, I'm gonna note, I'm gonna note that. I'm gonna note that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, so uh, the, the the Cromwell the the name I did look it up. Um, the the person behind it, I I believe that uh, he was a. a a war hero in World War II, okay. actually, uh, in in the Navy or or in the Marines. So. It was not not Oliver okay. Cromwell, right. so don't worry We're about good. that. Yes, <laughs> we, we, we won't excommunicate you on the podcast. <laughs> that, that's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Well, I got I got family from from both sides. So from on the maternal side, uh, it's Irish Catholic, and on the uh, paternal side, it's Scotch Irish. Yeah. So I've got both both Irish sides on there. So yes, I, I personally would not put Oliver Cromwell anywhere near a, a Trident team beer. Well, what, what I wanted to ask you was about your, I, I know you have a, uh, a great devotion to blessed Carl of Austria. And, and I know you have a beer dedicated to him. Um, and by the way, you sent us a, what I think is, is really cool. You sent us a third class relic card from uh, blessed Carl. I think that's, that was a really cool gift. Um, but my question to you is, is just maybe, maybe take a moment since you have a devotion to the blessed Carl of Austria, talk about him, and then, and then maybe talk about the beer and, and, and the, the things that you've, uh, you've done to the beer, like with the name and maybe just the, the, the flavor or, or the type of beer or whatever. And, you know, just, just how you came up with that beer and dedication to blessed Carl. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. So 
Uh, yeah, my devotion to Blessed Carl goes back now over a decade. Uh, so initially, I well, I've always had a great a great love and a love of history and politics, and so I about 10 years ago or 12 years ago now, I decided to run for a, a local seat in my village board. Uh, and so I, I, while I was in that process of, of running for that seat, I really started to look into, well, who's a good, who's a good patron saint for, you know, politics and, and a leader. And there definitely are obviously good, good Catholic, uh, you know, saints, kings, queens that are out there. Uh, but I also wanted to look at, you know, who, who else is out there even for, for more recent times? That's a really good, good example. Uh, because obviously our, our current uh, supposed Catholic leadership class in, in Washington is not, uh, not, not too good to look up to as a role model or example. And so in my searches, I happened to stumble across uh, Blessed Carl. And for all of my my knowledge of World War War One, uh, somehow I didn't really know a lot of about Blessed Carl. Uh, usually, the focus seems to be on you know the United States and Germany, and you know what, what happened in Russia and uh, what, what happened in you know Austria Hungary, and and with Blessed Carl, that's kind of not really talked about as much. So. Uh, yeah, I stumbled across across him and read more into him, and yeah, his life is is truly amazing. Uh, so I was attracted to him because of the political leader that he is. In fact, his his nickname is or not nickname, but he's referred to as the uh, Emperor of Peace for the leadership that he had as really the only head of state to try and come up with a peace plan during World War One, and who actually strove for peace, but. You know, beyond the political aspect of things was his, you know, the great example that he was as a, as a father and as a husband, which really speaks, speaks to me now. It didn't at the time I wasn't married and didn't have kids. Uh, but now that also speaks to me. So really, uh, blessed Carl, um, I think that he really appeals to a, a quite a large, diverse array of people uh, for devotion to him. Uh, so I would highly recommend if anyone would like to learn more about Blessed Carl uh, to definitely visit uh, emperorcharles.org. So that's the official uh, prayer league website dedicated to Blessed Charles uh, or Carl. And they actually helped to spearhead his canonization efforts. Uh, so you can learn more there. Um, there's also a book by Charles Coulomb that's out uh, the last couple of years called uh, Blessed Charles of Austria. I know the, the title's a little bit longer than that, but it's actually a fantastic read. It's not that long. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that. His, his actually his 100th anniversary of his death was actually yesterday. Wow. Um, so yeah. So when you think about it, it's not that long ago. I mean, it was only 100 years ago that he passed away. Uh, but you know, very, very saintly man. Uh, I, I really look up to him so much. So in fact, that my, uh, my, our latest addition to the family, uh, his name is Augustus Carl. His middle name is, uh, after blessed Carl. And then my, uh, youngest daughter, her name, first name is Zeta and Zeta is blessed Carl's wife who's actually also going through the canonization really? process right now. So she's a, a servant of God. Um, so yeah, definitely a, a huge devotion to, to blessed Carl and, and Emperor Sita. And so that really helped to translate into the beer to get to the beer part here. And so uh, I really wanted to do a beer uh, after blessed Carl, once we got the all grain operation stood up. And so in 2020, we were able to, to brew a beer. Uh, it's called Hopsburg, and it's a play on words. Uh, so Blessed Carl's family, or the imperial family, is the Habsburg family, which is H-A-B. Uh, but I tried to do a play on words because obviously hops play a, a hugely important role in beer. So I sw swapped out the, uh, the hop for the Habs part, and we've got Hopsburg. And no better style to do for Blessed Carl than a Vienna lager, being that Vienna was the uh, imperial capital of Austria-Hungary. And so uh, there we go. We've, we've got the, uh, the Habsburg beer. And so the, the beer itself, we've brewed a few batches of it. 
and we had the great honor actually of bringing the beer for the uh, the prayer league, uh, the Gebetsliga that I was uh, referring to, to Blessed Carl's Feast Day Mass in Washington D.C. Oh, awesome. So he has a, a shrine there um, at a at a church that frequently has the traditional Latin Mass, uh, St. Mary's Church in, in downtown Washington, D.C. And so we brought the beer there uh, for his uh, memorial mass of the shrine. Uh, afterwards, we were able to hand out some of the beer. I was able to, to give a brief talk on on the beer. Um, and there was also some other people there. So uh, some Habsburgs as well, or at least one Habsburg. So we had uh, Archduke Edward Habsburg, uh, who's also um, an ambassador as well. Um, so that was great to meet him and uh, be able to share the beer with him I bet as you well. never thought that that was going to happen. I mean, it's it's got to be one of the things, like you said, well, our, our little apostolate, it's not like the Jesuits that went out and evangelized the world. You don't know that yet. I mean, uh, our Lord told Francis, build my church, and he starts just picking up stones and building a little chapel and i mean and and that from that became the phenomenon that were the franciscans i mean can you imagine the catholic church without the franciscans it's so you know that's that's one of the great things that uh, we were talking about sort of in our last episode about the new evangelization is that um you know y- 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 your talents that god has given you can be played can, can are you're meant God gives you these graces and then you're meant to go out and give them to the world. And you don't have to be a podcaster or, a, or a really like a brilliant, you know, you don't have to be a priest or a bishop or this really brilliant theologian or really, you know, write all these books or anything like that. Well, all I know how to do is that's I'm a, I'm a beer brewer. Okay. That's, you know, that's part of it. Well, that can't be part of it. Yes, it can. Absolutely, it can. Maybe you're good at graphic design, and that's what your that's what your skill set is. Uh, you know, some some of you guys are uh, bakers and 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 cooks, and and you have all kinds of different creative outlets that can be utilized for this. So I just think it's really great that you guys have transformed your hobby and your passion into a way to transmit the message of Jesus Christ in the modern world. And that is so important. I mean, it is, it is for all we talk about Vatican II this and Vatican II that, well, that's what Vatican II actually wanted us doing is getting excited about the liturgy, rediscovering old things in the liturgy, and then bringing them back and utilizing the media and our talents as lay people in order to evangelize the world. So I, 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 I'm just, I'm so excited for you guys and what you guys are doing. I mean, I know you guys say that you're not a commercial brewery and are there plans to go that route or not necessarily? Yeah. Well, and, and Mark, uh, I think you did a, you did a great job of really, uh, describing what, one of the things that I, I try and, uh, articulate, as to one of the reasons why why we're even doing this, um, so that, that that kind of goes hand in hand with with the question that you also said about are are you, are you going commercial or are there plans to do so? And I think, well, first of all, let me let me tackle this part of the question. I think no matter what, one of the reasons why you know we, I started the social media account for this because I only started it six months ago, but we've been doing the brewing much longer. Uh, one of the reasons I, I put this out there is for the reason that you just said, Mark, about inspiring others to think about what are the ways that you can contribute your own talent. It doesn't have to be a brewery, but I mean, if you're into brewing, then, you know, you know, please, by all means, if someone's listening to this and they, they love brewing, I mean, you could do something similar. You could even go commercial with your own brewery, Catholic brewery. I, mean, I think that'd be fantastic. Uh, so, you know, what are the ways that you can utilize your talents, you know, to plant a seed in, you know, someone's head concerning the faith. So there's a lot of other ways that you can do that if you would like to utilize your talent. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be about, you know, selling something. It can just be something you, you do in your normal day-to-day life and, and interacting with your neighbors and your, you know, family and, and work colleagues. So, uh, but in regards to the commercial question, yeah, so that is something that, that, is definitely on the table that's being considered. Uh, so 
yeah, there, we're we're having some you know internal conversations about where we where we want to take this next if we want to make that jump into the commercial space. Really, the the main theoretically the main main only thing that's holding us back from going commercial is just a commercial brewing license. That's a little bit overly simplistic uh, at the end of the day, though, because the the license itself, even though it's, let's just say, only a few thousand dollars a year, at, at the size that we're at, it doesn't really make sense. So the batch size that we produce is 15-gallon batches of beer, which sounds gigantic when you think about it. If it's just one person, like, oh, wow, that would last me a long time if it's uh, 15 gallons. But uh, we, which translates roughly to about 150 12 ounce bottles of gotcha. beer. Uh, so by the time you think about selling something like that and trying to recoup costs, eh, it doesn't make, make much sense. You really need to make, uh, you know, a, more of a significant investment in equipment and, you know, space and whatnot. So we're really pondering that, you know, mulling that over. So we're giving that a lot more thought this year um, and may even do something along the lines of before, you know, if we were to go commercial, we may even partner with a another commercial brewery to brew on their equipment potentially, and even sell under under their label. So it'd be Tridentine under under another another brewery. So that that may be the easiest uh, first step for us to take, and that's something that uh, we're having some conversations with uh, at least one other brewery right now. Uh, but actively contemplating for our own equipment, you know, what, what would that, what would it take? What would it mean? I think that this, at least, you know, putting this out on social media, one, one other reason I did it was to see the reception, like, is this of interest to anyone? Right. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, especially with the, with the uh, oversaturation of the brewing market. So it's a totally different playing field than it was, 30 years ago where you may have only had the big breweries. Uh, now there's this total rebirth of brewing in America, uh, craft brewing to where now I, th I thought a couple of years ago, there was something along the lines of maybe 8,000 breweries in the United States. Uh, so there's quite a few, so you definitely have to stand out or be differentiated a bit in such an oversaturated market. And I think that at least this, this exercise has proven, oh, well, there is an interest in, uh, a concept like this. Uh, so that that's definitely been, been a good takeaway. So yeah, it's definitely under consideration. I will say though, that while we are considering the commercial side of things, um, I've gotten so many different requests for things like, uh, the sign that you got behind you, you Jason for, for blessed Carl of Austria, or some of the, uh, magnets and, and different things like that, where people are like, Oh, I, I just love to get some of the label artwork. We're going to be setting up a store, hopefully by this summer, just an online store, um, because I can't, uh, give it away sure. to every, oh, every yeah. single person that wants it. So just to kind of recoup costs, maybe, uh, build up some money for the brewery if you want to take next steps. So, uh, definitely I'd say for anyone that's interested to, to be on the lookout for that, we'll, we'll be announced on social media on our, on our website, not that I got into this so I could, um, you know, sell merchandise for, you know, brewery labels. That wasn't the plan, but, um, you know, at least if people are interested in it, they want to kind of support, support what we're doing. You know, that's an easy first step. And hopefully we're able to, to make that, you know, the big jump into something commercial. Well, yeah. And, and that, that, uh, the, the picture you gave me back here, whenever I finish my office right across the hall here, we'll be going up and it. Me and Mark already decided who was going to get it. <laughs> but but you, flip, flip the coin for that one. You, he said we would fight for it, and he's in better shape than I am, and his kids his kids are into wrestling, so I feel like I'm outdone, but I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to start eating right. And I'm coming for that thing, Jace, just so you know. There, there you well, go. You, uh, it better be bolted to the yeah. wall. No, it will be. <laughs> Here, you, you know, you, you talked about you you got on social media to gauge the interest. I know I know personally, and Mark can attest to this, because we have like a group message with with a bunch of other knights and other gentlemen that go to that go to the parish with us. And uh it seems like since I've I found you guys on social media, it just seems like like the interest has exploded. I don't know if you, if, if that's just me or if that's what the feedback that you seem to be getting. And, you know, these labels 
we we had guys ask us you, if you remember mark some of them were saying can we get these this artwork or these magnets is anywhere to order them so i i even know down here in houston that people know about you even before you know uh uh I think when did somebody send something to us, Mark, maybe asking us about it, it might've been the six months ago when you first got on social media, but I know there's a, you know, what one guy mentioned, he's heard about your beer and how it's, I'll tell you this, it, when, it's supposed when to Jason be, said, it's supposed to Jay, be really good. And, and everything. I mean, he's like, let's get the guys, for, the guys from Trident team brewing. I wasn't like who were Trident team brewing. I knew who yeah. you guys were. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I know mean, anything. So, I mean, people, what, what I'm getting at is people here in our community. I know down here in Houston, Definitely know about you. Definitely interested in trying your beer and are interested in, in your artwork, you know. Um, so it, it seems like you guys are having a lot of interest, you know, especially within the Catholic community. Yeah, and I – well, that that's great great to hear, Jason and Mark. Um, great great feedback for me. Yeah, I, I would say that it, it – I, I, let me just put this this way. I'm pleasantly surprised at – people that I run into just even the, yeah, in the traditional Catholic community, it's not like I walk out the door in my town and people know who, <laughs> who I am and, uh, <laughs> Oh, you're the trying to brewing guy. Uh, but yeah, it has seemed like in, in kind of the circles that, that we're in that, yeah, uh, it, it's relatively well known that it's a thing. Uh, just got to translate it into an actual, you know, co commercial brewery. Right. Uh, I will also say, though, um, not not to torpedo the uh, the Tridentine idea or anything like that, um, but I did I did mention as well the the you know the eight thousand breweries in 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 the United States right now. If there's somebody out there that's that's listening to this, or maybe maybe even you, Mark, you you you're into some brewing, you, even if it's extract. I mean, you can definitely get into the all grain stuff. Uh, if anyone has an interest in you know, just an idea like this, I mean go for it seriously um you know do it because really you know even let's just say if trident team brewing went went commercial um we'd probably be able to sell if we if we established it in illinois we'd probably be able to sell in illinois because we'd have the license for it um uh, then shipping alcohol because of our uh nice fine puritanical laws that are still on the books uh that, that becomes more complex. It's not impossible. Uh, but even then, I think we can only ship to about 30 of the states, if I'm not uh, incorrect, that some states don't even allow you to ship alcohol to. So even even if we go fully commercial, some people would never be able to get Tridentine uh, beer. Yeah. So beer brewing in the United States with craft breweries is uh, typically pretty local, uh, especially the, the reach. I mean, we're not going to probably ever be a uh, a Coors or a Bush well, we or may, Budweiser, who, right? So, you, you may <laughs> you may you may have a traditional Catholic have a Smokey and the Bandit type type action going on if you guys go commercial. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you just stayed in Chicago, Chicago's got such a great beer drinking culture between the Polish and the Irish that are there and, you know, I, I trust me in the 4 years that that I spent there, um I I became a big Cubs fan because uh, oh. in, the, in the summertime, well, and here's the deal. My, my theory about the, about the Cubs is that they don't really care so much about the Cubs, but in the, the winters up there are particularly cool. Hey, Ash, Astros fans are not Cubs fans. And so, and so <laughs> when the summertime comes, people, people in Chicago want to do three things. They want to be somewhere where they can be outside, drink beer, and socialize. So they go to Wrigley Field. Cause that's the best place to do that. I think. Um, so even if you never, you know, made it down here, I mean, you could, you, you could probably keep a pretty good microbrewery going up there just in the Chicago land area. Do you guys get St. Arnold up there where you're at? Have you ever heard of that beer? St. Arnold? It's, just, it's a local beer down here in yeah, Texas. Here in Houston. And uh, it, it's named after St. Arnold, the patron saint of brewers. I have no idea if the owner is Catholic, Protestant, yeah, religious, know. whatever, but he, he named his beer that. He started off in his garage, and now they've got probably one of the biggest microbreweries here in Houston. In Houston so it's, yeah. it's a pretty big deal, but we'll definitely be keeping your little apostolate in our prayers because it's whatever God wants at the end of the day. If, if God wants you guys to be a, yes. a commercial brewery that, that and, and you to do this full time, He's going to make it happen. And and I have no doubt that you seem like the kind of guy who would cooperate with that. Um, if, if that were, if that were in the plans. So, well, let me, let me ask you, Trevor, um, 
to anybody that was that would be interested, say, in starting a brewery for for whatever reason, what would be your number one advice to to that person? Yeah, so I mean, what what I could what I could speak to is is for the home brewery aspect right. of it, as opposed to the the commercial brewery, since we haven't even went, went right. live with that. So I would uh, be remiss to to speak to that when I don't have the experience, but. Um, Oh man, the one the one piece of advice. Oh man, that's is it that, too hard? It's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I would say, man, the, just just dive into it. Uh, for the for the home brewery stuff, it's really it can be over overwhelming at first. Uh, just to even think about getting into it, especially as you get more complex uh, with it, especially into all grain. Because I know when when we dove into it. Uh, yeah, my head was spinning sometimes at just the, the complexity and how deep you can really go into it, how, how much you can really add in, you know, additional equipment and, and processes and whatnot to further refine and, you know, perfect the beer. Uh, so if I only had one piece of advice and someone's listening and they have any, any interest whatsoever and they, and they want to get into home brewing, I would say, yeah, just, just go for it. Start, start with the extract, you know, you can pick it up for, you know, a, a halfway decent kit for $200, $250 to, to get going with it. And, you know, you're going to, you're going to probably mess up a few batches. I know we've had uh, plenty of batches that we've messed up along the way, uh, one way or the other. Uh, and it's always discouraging. Uh, brewing is one of those, one of those uh, hobbies where sometimes you don't find out that you screwed it up till like weeks later. <laughs> so you think everything's good. You put in all this time on one day and then two weeks later when it's ready to, you know, to try out and it's terrible. And then you're like, Oh yeah, now I need to trace back what's going on. What did I do wrong or whatever? Uh, but really just, just dive in and yeah, you might experience some setbacks, but you know, just keep on going yeah, there's with a reason it why it's if, called if craft brewing it's not just yeah. <laughs> well i think that's the thing is it's it's a lot like it's a lot like smoking a brisket okay down here in texas we all take a lot of pride in our brisket and everybody's got their little way that they do it but you don't find that you uh, overdid it or underdid it until 16 hours <laughs> into the cook and beer brewing is not, it, it, you know, at least in my experience, and I never made any great beer. I, I, I got the kits, you know, and it was just kind of a thing. I don't really, it's not my passion, but I wanted to try it and see if I could do it. And, you know, it's, it's not just mix a bunch of ingredients into a bucket. It's a, it's, it's a, it takes a lot more. It's an art say, form. Yeah, it's an art form. It's not yeah. complicated per se, but it is, I, I think people who, are going to have a passion for it, obviously are going to do it better and they're going to invest more resources and time into it. And so, um, I, I definitely sympathize with the, Oh, I didn't find out until two or three weeks that this wasn't any good. <laughs> so, okay, I'm probably not going to do this anymore. <laughs> but I think that's just cause it wasn't my passion, but if I, 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 I am firmly convinced that if somebody has got a passion for it and they stick with it, that it, it, it you can get a lot out of it, not just, you know, a, a, a quality beverage, but you know, it's, it's like, like, for example, the whole family is in, is involved in what Trident team brewing is doing. And so that's, have you, have y'all found it a way that's, has it, has it been something that's really uh, brought you guys? Uh, I don't want to say together, not like you weren't together, but is it something that the whole family kind of gets involved in and is really proud of? Oh yeah, absolutely, Mark. Yeah, it's it's one of those one of those hobbies that uh, yeah, it's it's better done if you can in in a group. Obviously, it it helps save some time as well. Uh, rather than do it all yourself, uh, it's a lot of work. But yeah, it's it's a great activity, great for for bonding time as well. So. Primarily, it's been uh, my father and I brewing. My my brother, he'll come down from the city uh, at times and helping us brew. Although we have d different interactions with him with with the branding aspect of it. But yeah, it's been a great like, all around uh, family bonding experience to be able to to come get together. My parents actually don't live that far away, so I, I see them you know pretty often already. But really, it's been able to I've been able to have more more quality time with my dad, be able to spend more time with him. Uh, he's been able to help teach me the craft. 
Um, so that's been great as well. Being able to really even still constantly learn from my father because he really is the brewmaster. And so uh, he's constantly learning more and more and more about uh, brewing. And so he's able to impart that knowledge to me along the way. Uh, you know, from, from my brother as well, since he's in Chicago, I don't see him as much, but it's all, it's been great. This, well, the brewing has been great as well because he'll, he'll come down, he'll brew with us. Uh, we work with him a lot with the label as well. Um, so it's been great having been able to collaborate him with him creatively on, on the label designs. And even my, my wife has, has gotten into the brewing as well, but maybe not as much for the beer as for the, uh, the seltzer. So she actually uses our equipment to make seltzer. Really? So, uh, so some days, yeah. So it's, it's much less complex, uh, to make the seltzer, but you can do it on, on the beer making equipment. And so she'll actually do it with my father and then I'll go and, and watch the kids for the day. And so she'll have a, a brew day for, for the seltzer. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's been great all around for the entire family being able to. I was going to make a suggestion. Uh, like, a I'm no, I'm, well, it's trad man, and we're controversial here. But I was going to make a suggestion that you could have a, you could have a product called Novosordo Mise, and you open it, and it's just seltzer water, <laughs> like just just water coming. <laughs> all right, I went there. I'm sorry. Listen, I I, I love all my Novosordo brothers and sisters. It was just a joke. Just just ribbing you a little. Come on. Well, you know, there's a reason why uh, the seltzer is not branded under Trident. Ah, Beans, there so. we go. My, my wife, <laughs> my my wife wanted to do it, the branding her her own way, so it's actually a patriotic branded seltzers and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. Um, seltzer, it's, I think let's I think call for, it seltzer on seltzerality, and so it'll just be a play on the synonym yeah. seltzerality. It'll just it's just watered down beer, and you know. Uh, it's probably doesn't even have alcohol. It's just <laughs> yeah, NA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we are getting excommunicated for show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I, I, I think what you guys do, are doing is fantastic. Yeah, and, um, and, 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 you know, sounds like you guys with your dad and, and yourself creating a legacy for your, for your family and for your kids. And that's great. You know, absolutely. I don't really have any other yeah, questions or, or, I mean, this is this, I, and I'm going to link, uh, the, 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 the website in the description. And I suggest that all the listeners take a, take a gander at some of this artwork. I mean, this is not for an amateur operation. This is really slick looking. I mean, I would pick this up if I saw it at, at specs, which is sort of our, our, our liquor, uh, chain store that we have down here. Uh, if you guys went commercial and you made it down to Houston, I would only drink Trident team brewing. Uh, and if, and if another beer came into my house, I would declare that anathema. So Mark, Mark, check, <laughs> check this label. This is probably my favorite one right here. Like the as far as I, love, I love it's, oh, it's awesome. That's it's metal. awesome. That's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's metal. It really I, I actually, okay. I mean, full disclosure. I have a recommend. Well, it's not a recommendation. It's a, it's an idea in case you ever want to do it one day. If you never do it, I won't get concerned. All right. I have a personal devotion to Blessed Miguel Pro, um, and he is my confirmation saint. Um, and so if you ever decided to do a cerveza-style Mexican lager or something like that, uh, and you wanted to name it after the Cristeros or, or Miguel Pro in particular, um, you would get a shout-out from Tradmen. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely <laughs> give you a shout-out. So that's there you go. You got another idea to put on the idea board. So. Hey, that, that's good. Well, you know, you didn't you didn't sign a waiver at the that's beginning right. saying that's that right. it was yours. Uh, all ideas that's are fair right. game hey, now, and Mark. That's, and that's the great yeah, thing about this is that it, there is no. This is all for the greater glory of God. Our podcast, Trident Team Brewing, the guys over at uh, Pints with Aquinas, and everybody you know everybody's got their thing they're contributing here. But this is not about us. And you know, I I don't. I, if you hear something on this podcast that you think, man, that's cool. And you want to run with it, run with it. I don't, you know, this, we're all, we're all striving for heaven. And, uh, and when we make it there, if we make it there, we're, we're not going to be like, Hey man, you stole my idea. Come on. <laughs> whatever, whatever God wants and whatever's for the greater glory of God, I'm for. Um, so yeah, we're, amen. we're, we're thank, I want to thank you so much 
for taking some time this evening and and appearing on our on our on our little apostolate and uh, and spreading the word and you guys are definitely going to be in our prayers for sure because i i personally feel like god's got big things in store for trident team brewing i don't know what it is yet and but uh if if i can be a part of it in any way shape or form help out in any way shape or form you you can consider us on board you are a, a certified friend of the show from now on so <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Jason. It's been a pleasure being on and an honor. So th- thank you again for thinking of me. No, thank you for coming on. Adjunos tibi gratias omnipotens deus per universus beneficis tuis quivis et regnas in secula seculorum. Amen. Thanks, guys. And stay tuned because we've got Trent Horn coming up on our next episode, and we're going to be talking about baptism. So that ought to be a good one. Trevor, thank you again for showing up and 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 spreading uh, the the word about Trident Team Brewing and spending some time with us. This has been fantastic, and I look yeah. forward to having you back on soon so we can uh, check in on y'all's progress. Yeah, may and may God Absolutely. may God bless you, your family, and your apostolate. Until next time, guys, thank take you. care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember, life is hard, but it's harder when you don't pray the rosary. God bless everybody. God bless. Oh.